Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, last night, we were going to try to start the Barbecue Superstars Radio Network show back up. And uh, I don't know what was going on, but uh, called in and the board hung up on us. Hung up, hung up, hung up. And they got co-host Barbecue Ninja to try to call in. And it hung up on him, too. And we had a big mess. Didn't know what was going on. And uh, so we're going to try and try it tonight. But Barbecue Ninja couldn't he couldn't show up tonight. So uh, okay. Uh, so what's been going on with Barbecue Superstars? Uh, just to do a little history lesson. Uh, uh, a certain man in California threatened to sue barbecue superstars, and I think he sent a false lawsuit. Well, he sent it twice, and well, the second time it was like 40 pages. But then I'm sure a lot of you remember that you know we got on Facebook and came out. A certain man was uh paying both sides. He's paying uh the elite teams ten thousand a year piece and they said they used it to give to their charity. And they were telling him that they were using his stuff to turn in world championship boxes and then they were saying they never used it. They were members of the team saying they never used it. And uh, so that was one thing that happened that made me get kind of tired of it, so I backed off. But the other thing that's probably more important was uh, I was working part-time in the pharmacy, and on a Sunday, I went to work, and this was in... December, let's see, October, no, September of 2016. And when I got home that night, uh, my ex-wife had taken all her stuff out of the house and moved in with a doctor. She'd been seeing for three and a half years. <laughs> so... <laughs> Now, funny enough, 2016, there were 60 million people who came to Barbecue Superstars. You know, when you're in the middle of doing something, you don't realize what, how good you're doing until you look back. And uh, I worked on Barbecue Superstars real hard for six or seven years. And uh, it seemed like in Barbecue, there was only one set of people getting sponsored. Uh, KCBS are the only people getting sponsored. But, you know, now we're this far out. 
they sold Sharmall and Smithfield to uh, the Chinese. And I think one of the biggest things, they were using KCBS to broker the deal. Uh, Walmart and Sam's Club, I really believe, are part of the U.S. government. I don't really think they're an independent company. Uh, I think that they're straight up owned by the U.S. government. Uh, it's a front. And if you look, see, KCBS is involved with Walmart and Sam's Club. And uh, all the shootings are happening in Walmarts. Everything happening in a Walmart. Uh, uh, so uh, the only reason KCBS got sponsored is because they're using them. Uh, a Brazilian company, JBS, bought Swift Premium uh, pork or Swift Premium meat. They got everything. XL, uh, pork beef, uh, and they uh, they bought fried. Let's see, was it? Fried chicken? Oh, shoot. Uh, anyway, so that deal was brokered. So the only thing supposedly foreign interests don't own is Tyson, which owns IBP uh, and a bunch of other. Tyson chicken, I don't know at all. But Tyson's the only American owned supposedly. Of course, he was mixed up with the Clintons. The Clintons are bad news. So, uh, who knows who really owns Tyson's food? But uh, so now I'm married and I got one child named Lena, Angelina, and I got another one named Jaden. Jaden's my stepson, and then I got one on the way, Luke Augustus NATO Mass. That's his real name, Luke Augustus NATO Mass. He's on the way. She she might have it tonight. I went ahead and wanted to get on here, get things started. They deleted all my audio clips. Uh, I had all them audio clips, uh, probably a thousand of them, uh, loaded. And they're all gone. Uh, but this is the same radio uh, station that I had before. And uh, there was a lot of people who were wanting to call in. Three four seven eight five seven two zero five eight. I'm sorry about last night. That wasn't my fault. Uh, I'm hoping that my buddy <clears throat> Matt McLean will call in so we can talk food a little bit. But uh, now Matt, I own a nursing home now and an assisted living in a pharmacy. And we're building a restaurant. And uh, Matt is a five-star chef. He got trained on a ship in the U.S. Navy. Uh, a, I don't know how many uh, uh, meals they made a day, but he, he really knows his stuff. And uh, when it comes to side dishes or any dishes, uh, he knows his stuff. He's a five-star chef. And I hope he'd call in for a few minutes. Uh, if you want to call in, 
Let's talk about what's going on on Competition Trail now. I'd kind of like to get clued in on what's going on. Uh, haven't been out there in a long time. I know that the KCBS went from uh, knocking people out of competition with two sixes and four nines to a bunch of sevens and eights. Uh, so they're still... Uh, they're still up to it. Uh, uh, I think one of the main reasons KCBS has been able to do the things they've done and get, you know, got as far as they've gotten is quite simply because they were funded by Walmart Sands Club, uh, the government obviously wanted what they were doing at the time. Now, uh, the word is, is they've fallen off way down next to nothing. And uh, barbecue competition in general has fallen off. And for good reason, you know, uh, uh, Myra Mixon did a big interview with me up in Connecticut in 2018 and he said in barbecue competition, they're just doing, everybody's doing the same thing over and over and over. And he went through, you know, essentially what the flavor profile is for each category. And uh, he said that really the backyard people have got it now because they can come up with different flavors and vary things. You know, they can vary things. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I wanted to see if anybody out there would tell me why they're using barbecue glue. Now I know I know what it is. You know, it's a it's a kind of a gluey substance made out of food substances, and they take skin and chicken and they glue it back on, and that way you want you know bite through. It won't slide off the piece. You pull the whole piece off in a bite. Now, back in 2010 to 2016, there was a lot of cooks out there who could actually cook it and make a bite for it without using barbecue glue. And now, barbecue glue might be food substances. You know, I'm not going to say that it's not, might not be dangerous. But, you know, I, I really wouldn't want to put a glue, something identified as a glue on my phone, on, on my uh, on my chicken, or on, on any piece of meat, you know. Uh, it's unnecessary. You know, I, I realize barbecue competition, you got people that are dictating everything. Uh, Rod Gray is a big power in KCBS you know, whether he wants to admit it or not, but he's got the best barbecue school. Uh, he did. And I don't know what the situation is now. I had got up speed in a long time, but uh, I was just wonder if he's the one to introduce this or he just went ahead and okayed it. But uh, I know the majority of the uh, teams are, are using glue. They're gluing glue. What the fuck? What would you glue something for? I mean, why are you going to glue? I mean, you know, I don't know what 
I don't know what got into these people, but uh, uh, so what we want to do at Barbecue Superstars now, I'm going to crank up the internet store. Uh, now I want to get back with the website and start updating and put more barbecue information on it. Uh, I don't think I'll be traveling much. I got too much responsibility now. Plus, I'm not really interested in getting a lot of people in my business anymore. Uh, now, one thing I can say about our barbecue internet store, it's going to be fantastic, is no one under any certain condition is going to be able to find out what you're buying. Now, there's a certain guy in California trying to strong arm people into buying uh, his stuff. And there are internet stores that are divulging information on what teams are buying from them, which to me is totally ridiculous. That man owns his own internet store. So you got an internet store, why would you help him figure out Why, you know, why would you uh, divulge information that I, I don't, you know, uh, uh, I, I can't believe anybody would do that, you know. You know, maybe he's giving them $100,000. I don't know. I mean, under no circumstances. But, you know, when, when I was out there on the trail and everything I was doing, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of honesty, dignity, uh, and that's something that's got to be rectified out there in the barbecue world. Is uh, on Batman, uh, there was this Arnold Schwarzenegger playing uh, the, the Ice God guy, Ice. And uh, on one side, they had gourmet food and a white table that kind of spoke to honesty and righteousness. And on the left side, they had barbecue and the devil. And uh, it's a shame, but a lot of dishonest, nasty people get in barbecue. I don't know why it is. Uh, all of them are. And, you know, you hear these people on teams and stuff say, oh, boy, everybody in barbecue is so nice. And they do it for the love. And they, and, and that's just not true. I mean, uh, I would say eight out of ten people that sell barbecue, compete in barbecue, or otherwise participate in the barbecue world somewhere, most of them are low life, no good, Ooh. I got down one time by somebody I look up to and said, man, you'll interview anybody. And I guess the reason is because a lot of them really weren't worth interviewing, and I shouldn't have interviewed them. Uh, kind of the uh, carnival attitude. I'll never see you again. 
So, you know, it's going to do whatever I want to whatever, tell whatever lies, because I'm fixing the whole ass here in a few minutes. Uh, now, that's not all, that's not everybody, you know. I'm saying everybody. Uh, you know, I know that the sanctioned bodies are trying to invite more cultured and better people into the ranks of barbecue and successfully to some extent. But uh, it's hard work. It's dirty work. It's unthankworthy work a lot of times. So uh, you got to love it. You know, I love cranking up the cook shack out there and that certain smell that you always smell at barbecue competitions come floating out. There's nothing better than that. And, you know, even the worst low light that might be out at a barbecue competition at 7 o'clock on Friday night, it seemed like all that wasted away. And it was so nice out there until about 10, 11 o'clock. It was time for all teams to get together, different people and friends next to each other. Hang out, talk about barbecue, talk about everything, just talk. And then by 10, 11 o'clock, everybody's getting serious about cooking or laying down or trying to uh, get their timeline together and get to working on what they need to work on. And that time between 7 and 10, out at the barbecue competition is uh, really the saving grace of barbecue competition. Now, each one of you teams that pulls out on a competition, you make what the competition is. You got your drunks and your loud music. I was in... uh, St. Louis, Missouri, had a hockey team, and outside the hockey team, they had a barbecue competition. And you had your pros, and they were in their trailer, and they were on their game. They still came out, did interviews, hung out a little bit. But then you had people who were trying to be pros, that were trying to connect with the pro teams that steal whatever information they could. And then you had your drunks and your loud. I, you know, I don't know what they think is going on. Now, you know, it's quiet time at whatever time is set, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. You're supposed to cut your music now. But these people were under the impression that they were under no more law They no longer had to obey any law, and they were playing their music so loud that you couldn't hardly stand it, and they were out there dancing uh, under their little awning slash half of a tent, just raising hell, drinking liquor. I don't know what all they were doing, and the team organizer went over and told them they had to leave. And uh, that's really a prime example of what's out there. Uh, Memphis and May is really its own animal. Uh, Memphis as a city is nothing but debauchery and theft. These streets are dangerous. 
you will get mugged. I can't understand why B.B. King would want to go to Memphis and put up his restaurant because, yeah, it's got a lot of music in it, but it's got a lot of people walking the streets. Really too scared to get out of your car a lot of places. Well, Memphis and May follow suit. These people get drunk beyond means. Uh, we were there. We filmed four years in a row. And about 7.38, I told my wife, we got to go. Get too dangerous. And there was a man hanging on the fence, crawling toward the gate. And he looked at me and said, help me. Please help me. Help me. Help me get out of here. Help me. I guess he was so high and drunk that he couldn't walk. Probably 300 police around. Four or five of them grabbed him, handcuffed him, you know, whole nine yards. But the place, every one of the 250 teams had a 40-foot bar. Uh, some were completely dressed. Some of them weren't. Uh, just out of the control, crazy drunk. Uh, and I think things like that is what causes it not to be a sport. Uh, and you got people that go and broadcast while this is going on. Uh, there was one guy, I forget his name, and he was broadcasting right in the center on third floor, uh, you know, four practically naked women and all the men dancing on the top. And now, you know, there's four four or five people that are going to win Memphis and May. doesn't matter. Uh, the Shed, Yazzie Delta Q, Byron Nixon. Now, lo and behold, Tuffy uh, Stone, he won it. And uh, the guy from Alabama, uh, uh, you know it. Oh, shoot. Shoulder man. World champion in shoulder over and over and over. Uh, everybody kind of. Chris Lilly. Pretty much, I mean, that, that's going to round it out. That's the only people who will ever win. Uh, and, you know, he has his Delta Q, Myron Mixon. I buy them to uh, Myron Mixon in the barbecue salon. And so is Melissa Cooksey. There's another guy out there named Natural Born Grillers. If he wins it, I'll buy it. I'll buy it, he won. But Tuffy Stone, I hate it for you, buddy, but... <laughs> Rig, 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 your middle name's Rig, Tuffy Stone, rig, Tuffy Rig Stone. You know, somebody said he was having an affair with uh, Carolyn Hunt. Carolyn, what is her name? Carolyn Wells. Uh, that, you know, they had something going on. And I got reasons for saying that, and it is true. Uh, the Shed. Let's get fed at the shed. Uh, they had a big national barbecue something at the shed. Well, 
two of the greatest barbecue cooks in the world walked in there and bought a plate at the shed, uh, ribs, and went over to the table. And being, you know, big-time barbecue savants themselves, uh, you know, they knew what was being served there was utter garbage, and they never ate a bite and went and poured it in the trash can. And now he's got a way of uh, well, walking pig, which is magnificent. But the actual pork flavor and flavor profiles, which I, I've seen him do his hog. You know, he might actually know how to do a hog, you know. Uh, the rest of the stuff, uh, uh, you know. Now, folks, there's, there's people out there that are barbecue geniuses. Malcolm Reed? Malcolm Reed uh, had a barbecue, right? He's a barbecue genius. Uh, he is a brilliant natural born grillers. That man's a genius. He's a genius. Marvin Nixon. He is the true king of barbecue. He is. Melissa Cookson. Rod Gray. Now, I got to give Rod Gray credit. He's a genius. Uh, Warren County Park Choppers. Anything he says, uh, you can write it down. I mean, he's he's legit. Uh, but outside of that, uh Four's night out. Uh, borderline. Borderline. Don't know for sure. She really, really knows what he's doing. And uh, Mark Lambert, he's a genius. He's a very particular do it right. Uh, Mark Lambert is brilliant. Uh, Dude, I'll just name it. Uh, Mo Kason. He might have won one contest. He might have won a, a couple of one or something. Might have been rigged. Uh, you know, he, he's the black demographic for Walmart in barbecue. That's why he was put on barbecue pitmasters. Uh, he can cook some barbecue. But it's non-competition. We can't cook competition barbecue. But I'm not going to say his barbecue's bad. I've never even ate his barbecue before. But he has no Myron Mixon. You know. Uh, Lonnie Smith. Lonnie Smith is brilliant. Lonnie Smith, I feel like, has been punished because he's in Georgia. And if his name got big, he'd be competing with Myron Mixon. I, I feel like he's just as good as Myron. But names sometimes win contests. And Lonnie Smith was never granted the reputation that Myron was granted. But I tell you right now, I'd love to taste Lonnie Smith and Myron Mixon's food side by side. Without any fucking with it. You know, general public, lay it out. Lay out brisket, ribs, shoulder. Not uh, muscle, but shoulder 
and a whole ham and a whole hog. I wish they'd line that up on six or eight tables. One group goes through Myers and turns around and goes through Lawrence. Another group comes through, another group to 100 people, and they get an average of who they said they like the best. And just general public, no judges. Forget about judges. Uh, that that would be an all-time great competition. There's your, there's your competition television show right there. Uh, Lonnie Smith versus Lyra Mixon. Uh, Johnny Trigg, I don't think he even cook barbecue. Uh, Johnny Trigg has been a promoted face. Uh, he's nothing. He's how he's given class and walked around like he's. I don't know who he's supposed to be. Billy the Kid, uh, Johnny the Cattle Driver. I mean, what is his credentials? What makes – oh, he won the Jack Daniels twice. Jack Daniels was rigged. So, really, if you watch where he wins, it'll be way out in the middle of nowhere like uh, Artesian in New Mexico. And Butcher was there, took second, but they gave Johnny Trigg the win. And Johnny Trigg has said nationally that he does not inject. How's Johnny Trigg going to win a, win a barking contest? He don't inject. Uh you know, you could knock him right off the top. Now, uh, his ex-partner, uh, oh, my goodness. One of his names, he's a wonderful fella. Uh, Mike and Debbie Davis. Mike Davis is brilliant cook. Uh, he went to Las Vegas and won a hamburger contest. I'll never forget it. And I'll never forget the way he put that hamburger together. He knows about textures and flavors and mixing food. Mike Davis is brilliant. He won 18 contests in one, one year. Uh, he is a person to be sought after for catering because... Um, if he got any situation with any type of food, he's going to put something together that uh, will never be forgotten. Uh, Mike Davis is brilliant. You know, as, as far as the most knowledgeable person in barbecue, uh, I'd have to say Myron Mixon. Myra Mason cook all forms of barbecue and compete in any sanctioned body and, and possibly win it. Any, any, any sanctioned body. Myra Mason can go to Mexico and compete in a Mexican barbecue competition and win it. Knowledgeable, Myra Mason and Lonnie Smith may be the two most knowledgeable natural born grillers. That man's brilliant. He's scary smart. Uh, but uh, uh, Lonnie Smith and Byron Mixon, Lonnie Smith knows a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot about all forms of barbecue. Uh, Melissa Cookson has admitted that you know she's mostly a whole hog cook. She's that's her specialty. 
I know she's doing good in her restaurants. Uh, but, you know, I have to say, uh, had a barbecue right, Malcolm Reed. Uh, he's right up there below Meyer. <clears throat> uh, Tuffy Stone has won a lot of contests. He just won uh, Memphis and May. But he's got a problem. Two thousand thirteen or two thousand fourteen. He won the Jack Daniels American Royal, took second place in the Houston Livestock Show. And then Darren from uh Smoking Assassins won first in the Jack Daniels, the American Royal took second at the Houston Livestock Show. And then the next year, Tuffy Stone took first, won the Jack Daniels American Royal, took second at the Houston Livestock Show. And I don't think they were going to quit that until I kind of busted it. You know, then I, I mean, it's like they were switching off every year from one team uh, to win. Now, you could say that Tuffy Stone is that good that Every other year, he would win the American Royal, the Jack Daniels, and the Houston Livestock Show. Uh, but you know, there's eight or nine. There was eight or nine thousand teams, and I have to call bullshit. You know, uh, and then Darren from did the same thing. You know, uh, these were the things that I was dealing with. When I was out there And uh, I don't think I'll ever go back Unless it's my own circuit And I'm not above still Putting together my own circuit But uh, It will be Totally My own circuit And I will be In control Of every contest Leading up To the BWCS World Championship and I am going to have the money to put it together, my own money. Uh, and, you know, the one thing that happened, there was a sanctioned body down south I was trying to get with, and they went to put up a new website and you know, the word was, lo and behold, the same people who were behind KCBS scoring uh, were doing the scoring on their website. And uh, it seemed like anywhere I went, it was like uh, MMA Creative and KCBS were trying to screw up what I was doing. And it got a little bit like almost the government, you know, like uh, – they were monitoring my calls and they knew intrinsically everything I was doing, even things that they could know unless they were monitoring my calls uh, and then trying to screw up and, you know, show you how bad it was. Uh, we were putting together Big Papa's Battle at Barbecue Junction and there was one contest 
Lakeland, Lake City. Uh, that we were going to do something big for the FDA. It was, oh, it was Georgia, Florida. That's right. That's what it was. We did Georgia, Florida uh, versus uh, Lake City one year, and it really came out good. I thought it was a great show, and we had uh, that uh, uh, Georgia. That was a great team out of Georgia. Uh, we had them over on the Georgia side, several of them, and we had the best in the FDA on the other side. So we're going to build on that for the next year, and I was going to broadcast live before the competition hit, Florida versus Georgia. And MMA created in KCBS, called the teams, and got them not to come. Uh, some of them went to Toronto. Some of them went to somewhere else. But all the teams that were really the main focus of what we were doing, none of them showed up. And there was a bunch of real trashy teams that were there. They, did, they didn't, want, didn't want to do any interviews. There was one in particular trying to deter people from doing interviews that they said they had trouble at, you know, a lot of competitions, a real jackass. And uh, I'll never forget that weekend. I looked around and I thought, you know, anything that I start getting any steam up with, uh, they're going to be in there sabotaging. So now, if you look, we come, you know, two or three years later now since I backed off. Uh, people are writing down that uh, barbecue competitions are becoming scarce. Uh, people, you know, people don't want to go to them. Uh, KCBS and trash can well. They got the sale of Smithfield Farm All done, Chinese on it, and the sale of Swift Premium and JBS and uh, Pilgrim's Fried, Pilgrim's Chicken. They got that done. Uh, I don't know that the government needs them anymore. So who knows? They might have jerked some of their funding. Uh I hate to say it, but even on Food Network, I know somebody who did a show. They got to the top three. They took them all each in individually and asked them if they win, if they could do the six or 12 weeks or whatever the next step was after the show. And the one person I knew said they couldn't do it. So they decided who was going to win by who could do the 12 weeks afterwards. <clears throat> and uh, so, you know, essentially all food competitions rigged. I guess, you know, really, all you have to do is report what the judges say, you know, and uh, no one seems to be willing to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh well, my co host didn't make it. Uh I wouldn't I wouldn't be talking about all this if uh co host was here. We uh I don't know why the 
the board would not work yesterday. I don't know why. Uh, but uh, next week, hopefully co-hosts will be able to make it next Wednesday. And uh, hopefully we'll get our Internet store off. Now, if you want to sell on the Internet store, I'll buy your products. Uh, I'll buy, uh, you know, just one case each till we see how it sells. If you're a barbecue team out there and you're tired of this guy in California trying to chase you down for what you bought, let me know what products you want. We'll put them on Barbecue Superstars Internet Store. And you buy them from us, and you'll never have to know. I'll never tell anyone. That information will never be available for me. I don't care what. You know, somebody come pushing for that information, I turn, you know, I'll come on here and tell you who it is and what they did. You know. Barbecue can be run right. You can. You know, you don't have to lie to sell your sauce. If your sauce is good, it's going to sell. And you don't have to go force it into a grocery store. I've seen so many people try to force their sauce into a grocery store. You know, if your sauce is good, it's going to sell. But if your sauce ain't worth a fuck, it ain't going to sell. Now, if you got your sauce into a grocery store and they ran it till their initial shipment run out and they never bought it anymore, your sauce ain't no damn good. But if you got your sauce in a grocery store and it started selling like hell, the next thing you know, you couldn't keep up with it, you got something. You can't force it down people's throats. Go back to the drawing board and do it again. Sweet Baby Ray's damn good. Something like that. I don't know. Everybody has a barbecue sauce dream, but it's hard to make money in barbecue sauce. There's a barbecue sauce in New York called Big Boss. Boss sauce. And he's sold by the gallons in all the grocery stores up there. You know, I tasted it and it tastes like shit. But he's got the right people pushing his product. You know, it's just like the shed barbecue sauce. Now, God bless him, I love him. That's the worst taste of shit I ever put in my mouth. You know. Fuck it, I'll be honest now. I don't I don't I don't need anybody. You know, I'll tell you the truth. But they hired this guy and gave fifty thousand, hundred fifty thousand dollars. He's a purchaser, so he got it in all the stores. And like fourteen thousand stores and overseas. I feel sorry for everybody who busts the top on it, you know. They're good people. I know that's all they got. You know, that's all the son's got. So he's got to stick with it. I understand. He's done good promoting with all the competitions and everything. But, you know, might want to go to barbecue 
school for ribs and the other stuff. I don't think you're selling nothing, you know, nothing but whole hog in your in your restaurant. You know, it's funny. People want to start a restaurant but don't know how to cook barbecue, and then try to shove it down people's throats. You know, oh, I'm a nice guy. I love you. I love you. I'm a nice guy. I love you. I love you. Come eat my, you know. And they say restaurants either got a good show and shitty food, or they got a terrible building and the best food. If you got the best food, it's going to sell. You keep people from stealing. And uh, restaurants are nothing but thievery. You got to have somebody on site that's watching and visiting and cameras. In every fucking way you can do, but uh, <clears throat> you gotta learn how to cook barbecue before you start a restaurant. Burning chicken is not barbecue. You know, Rod Gray and Marvin Mixon is the best place to start. If you want to cook barbecue, uh, start a barbecue restaurant. Take Rod Gray and Marvin Mixon's class. And then Malcolm Reed, if Mark Lambert offers class, take his. Natural uh, Warren County Pork Choppers, uh, Donnie Ray, he's, he's got an outstanding class. Learn how to cook it first. Buy an online course. Not i tell you who can't cook barbecue. <laughs> I ain't trying to be mean. <laughs> that motherfucker. The barbecue Bible. What's that guy's name? He's out here trying to cook elk and all kinds of different... Where's them glasses? Gotcha. I seen him one time on... Uh, Steve, Steve Raceland. Steve Raceland. I seen him one time education on television. He had a whole uh, ribeye loin, a whole loin. He didn't inject it. He didn't. He put salt, and pepper on it. He put it over an open fire. He burnt the shit out of it. The inside was bright red. The outside was creosote. That was the absolute worst barbecue I've ever seen in my life. He says, he said on this video, he said, I traveled 250,000 miles to learn how to cook barbecue from all countries around the world. Well, to be honest with you, I did travel 250,000 miles right here in the United States. And God bless the souls of every barbecue person that I was around and under. Brad K, number one. Danny Kugel, number two. The Carolina Barbecue School. Natural uh, 
Thor's Night Out. The Shed. Mike and Debbie Davis, I went to their barbecue school. All kinds of people. Show me how to do it. Show me what they were doing. Rod Gray never showed me a damn thing. I still know he's he's brilliant. So many people, so many people, a thousand people, 12 barbecue schools, being in the trailer when championships will run. You know, the barbecue world had mercy on me. I went to Myra Mixon's barbecue memory school. Myra Mixon. Myron Mixon helped me. Myron Mixon is a good guy. I love Myron. He's the number one name in barbecue. He's got the number one cookers and number one everything now. He lived it his whole life, you know. But I'm going to get off here and uh, be looking for barbecue superstars, internet stores, want to get involved. Look on the website, give me a phone number, give me a call. And I hope you all have a good night. Next week, we'll have a better show. Hopefully, we'll have some people call in. And now, folks, I'm not downing anybody. I'm trying to tell the damn truth. The truth will set you free. And you can't learn how to good, cook good barbecue unless you know who the best are that can really show you something. Bonnie Smith needs to start a school, in, in, you know, if you don't have one. But uh, I'm going to tell you stuff that's going to help you. If you call me about cookers and about something you're having trouble with, I'm going to talk to you, number one, I'm going to tell you the truth. That's the way it is. And uh, check us out next week.